today on ABC Devo, we're going to groove to the big picture. Welcome to ABC Devo, the podcast where we examine every song by Devo alphabetically from the fourth dimension to Wiggly World. I'm Tom Taylor. I'm John Ingle. I'm Pete the Retailer. And I'm Joe Mazel. And today we're talking about the big picture from 1990's Smooth Noodle Maps. Oh boy, are we. Yes. Smooth Noodle Maps. Picture. These noodle maps are so smooth. That's why people love them. Yeah. Why are these maps so smooth? Because they're made out of the noodles. Exactly. <laughs> so they couldn't make them out of, like, fusilli. Hmm. But they would be rigid. They would have ridges in them, yeah. correct? Mm. Right. But is fusilli a noodle? Oh. I think that's a question that uh, I am not qualified to answer. Yeah, this might be I the wrong it, show. You know, in, the, in the common parlance, you know, it's kind of interchangeable. Noodle, pasta, etc. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um but yeah, certainly. So the the actual it came from like a uh, it's like it's like a graphical analysis, right? Of uh, of some kind of information is the smooth noodle map. Yes, I believe you are correct, sir. I don't something I don't like that. Has to do with like chaos theory and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, or am I oh, am I turning it into like a conspiracy? I'm like has to do with chaos theory and. And computer simulations, man. Yeah, and brains, like dude. Yeah, there you I go. Know, everything I know about chaos theory was taught to me by Jeff Goldblum <laughs> and the back of his hand and one drop of water. And that's that's all I know. Uh, it's a kind of discrete mathematical system, a noodle map, which may exhibit chaotic behavior, similar to the standard map, which I don't know what that is. Adjective smooth refers to the lack of kinks or discontinuities. So that's... Uh, when you have chaos theory and then you have like a smooth, you have a, a basically a, a map without too much chaos, without kinks or discontinuities. That's what I'm. That's what I'm assuming. So it's not like Jeff Goldblum's hand, which has hairs and imperfections and all right. the things that he describes. I see. And okay. he's a jostling jeep. Well, maybe it is. It's like Jeff Goldblum's hand, but if you took, <laughs> a, if you looked at Jeff Goldblum's hand as the big picture. Ooh! Mm. Ah. Wow! I'm, now I'm going around the world. We're all Jeff Goldblum's hand. Uh, yeah, this this song. It's that's what we're going to call it, huh? <laughs> this song. <laughs> uh, this song. Now, um, smooth noodle. Now, uh, I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's because of smooth noodle maps itself. I think it's largely because of the collapse of Enigma and stuff like that. But this smooth noodle maps and the and the singles and songs off of it are the low point of sales for Devo. Mm. Um, you don't say. Now, I, without the getting getting into ratings yet, I think uh, I far prefer smooth noodle maps to Total Devo. I agree with a, that. As a whole. But um, um Interesting that they. I mean, I, maybe they burnt some bridges with uh, with Total Devo, and uh, and people nobody was on board anymore, uh, and combined with Enigma just not not being a, a good, not doing a good job at being a record label. Um, well, yeah, and the the record industry in 1990 was definitely on the up 
like swing, right? I mean, this is this is right when CDs really started to become available, and they were making tons of money, and people were buying up CDs left and right. Mm-hmm. And you would think that they would have at least caught a little bit of heat from that, but apparently not. So that says a lot, I think. <laughs> for what yeah. was, I, I think you're right about the bridges being burned. I think they were just off the off the map. Hey, if you will, hey. they slid right off that <laughs> smooth noodle map. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's hard for me to uh, separate, you know, like, w- was were people buying more records in general, or was it just that I was, you know, 14 and I, I was buying yeah. more records, you know, yeah. but yeah, I think you're right. I think there was a serious, you know, spike in, and, you know, record places were kind of places to hang out again. Well, I think there's also a bit of, you know, you and Alex on the Star Wars Minute will often talk about that kind of like that dark period for Star Wars fandom. Right. In the, uh, you know, I guess in the, like, around, what, 93-ish, where there was, like, you, you kind of grew out of classic of Star Wars classic, there were no prequels, there were no toys, there's no real merchandise. Um, and I think kind of, like, 1990, 1990, like, 1992, uh, you know, maybe, 90, maybe, like, the mid-90s was sort of, like, that period for Devo, where no, mm-hmm. where it's just, like, at this is the point where they became cemented as the Whippet Band. Right. You know, there was no, uh, there was no like, oh, Diva were widely influential, blah, 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 blah. It was like, yeah, they're that band that did Whip It. Right. Yeah. And that's it. And I think that also kind of hurt them. Um, as well as Total Devo being a really less than mediocre album. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, well, I guess that, yeah, it's because there were kind of two, um, this was kind of at the tail end or, or in the, in the, in the eye, in the heart of, and but unbeknownst to them at the time, at the tail end of kind of a major uh, sea change kind of in music from when, you know, Devo's peak in, in kind of, you know, new wave, you know, 80s synth pop kind of thing. Then it, then there was kind of, you know, the heavy metal boom, mm-hmm. which was about to drop off in 1990, but it was still, you know, like very much a huge very thing. Strong. Yeah. Devo had no place in that. And, and yeah. you know, also, you know, guitar... Uh, you know, uh, virtuosity <laughs> was a, was a more prize. You know, being able to like noodle out, you know, uh, arpeggios on your uh, on your Gibson was was uh, <laughs> not to take anything away from it, but that was much more prized as a you know, hot licks were more prized than kind of uh, you know innovation as far as uh, mm-hmm. you know electronic yeah. you know synthesized music and and this. Like everything about Devo is is almost kind of the antithesis of what what was going on in music at the time, and in a lot of ways it was also kind of what was going on, you know, the opposite of what was going on, even in like college rock stuff, um, you know, which was basically a kind of like punk rock with folk music overtures, a la like Dinosaur Junior or something, you know, that kind of pre grunge music, right? Uh, yeah, like there which, was, and it I was mean, ironically the, those guys did listen to a lot of Devo, but oh, then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not Dinosaur Jr. specifically. I can't speak for them, but a lot of the, you know, a lot of the bands of that next boot, you know, that alternative uh, group. Were big Devo fans. Yeah, were, grew up listening to Devo. Because Devo's awesome. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and, but it's just sort of like, and also the kind of uh, remnants of synth pop, you know, your Depeche Modes or what have you, mm. they were very much presenting synth pop as something sexy. Right. Or something cool, as opposed to the nerdiest thing imaginable, which is, you know, why I love them partially. But it's basically what Devo is. Yeah, 
Well, yeah. then you were getting guys like Al Jorgensen moving into the industrial. And actually, 1990, yeah. you're getting... Are you getting Pretty Hate Machine in 1990? I can't remember what year that album came out. I think it was 89 or 90. So yeah. now synthesizers are being used to make this like harsh industrial music and then being like actually demolished on stage, you know? So it's a tough, like, ang- very angry version of, of synth music. And, you know, Jor- Jorgensen moved up from kind of a dark version of 80s synth pop. Mm-hmm. Into what he ended up creating with Ministry, so everything changed. Everybody looked at synthesizer music much differently. So Devo, kind of trying to stick in the same wheelhouse that they had been in that whole time, was going to be an outlier at that point, I guess. And unfo- you know, and uh, you know that, that that excuse of giving not the excuse, but allowing Devo to kind of be an out of time somewhat is partially it. It should also be noted they were recording some uninspired stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I th- well, it reflected back. Uh, yeah. You know, they... Without but it wasn't like they were doing great of... work that was going unrecognized. It was just... No, like, no true. I mean, yeah. It's true. I, I mean, I'm not... I'm not saying they're without fault on it, but also it's hard for them to kind of... I would think it would be hard for them to go do that if all of a sudden they're... You know, the... the uh, not the industry necessarily, but the, the record-buying populace might... The, turned on them you know from their point of view it might feel like they just turned around and like no we're now we're into uh the evil clowns you know Mm. (laughs) Um, nice reference thank you (laughs) but yes there's thus smooth noodle maps and the big picture in general yeah um i said said, about uh total devo when we were talking about uh uh baby doll a few weeks ago um yeah, that like at that time it was it was like Phantom Menace or something. That whole you know you, oh there's new Devo it's going to be great. I love Devo and now there's Devo. Okay, there's this a new record. Okay, I'm going to listen to it. Okay, this song's really good and this song's really good. I, I like this a lot, don't I? Right? And you kind of look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, let's just let's just believe this. Let's believe that this is good. <laughs> you know, we're having a great time and and uh, that's kind of how it was with Smooth Noodle Maps too. I just I got it and I and I listened to it and and and. You know, I think I might agree that I, I like it more than Total Devo, but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, you have to convince yourself of uh, some of these songs um, one way or the other, and it's not just like an emotional thing. You have to like sit down and do some math and decide if you like it or not. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be able to make the distinctions that you guys are able to make, maybe because <laughs> I have that. I have that like looking back thing that I didn't have that experience of these albums coming out and me knowing about it. Mm-hmm. So to me, I can't. I don't think I can make any distinction between Total Devo and Smooth Noodle Maps. Like to me, they all kind of like mush together. Oh, so okay. th- that could be just a byproduct of being a person that came to Devo so late that you know when you're able to take their entire catalog or pretty much their entire catalog and listen to it all. The mediocre stuff is just going to kind of, it's just, you, you don't have to deal with it. I don't have to, I, I didn't have a point where I said, oh, cool, new Devo. I've never had that. So, um, well, a couple I, of years ago. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, but the, you know, to be honest, that wasn't really on the map for me either. I didn't, I just don't know enough people to make that th- that kind of thing a, a, a news item for me, you know? So to me, I'm just much more of a, my whole life I've always been kind of a personal, like, musical digger. Like, I have to dig in myself and figure it out myself. 
And if I don't happen to come across it or if it's not in my general purview at any point, I'm just not going to know. So I just didn't know about this. Like I was listening to lots of music in 1990. I was actually really starting to listen to music for the first time. And I didn't, you know, I was in Columbia House. I was in, you know, all the tape (laughs) clubs and I didn't know anything about this. So to me, I I look back and I'm just yeah, I'm not going to be able to make the same distinctions you guys are. I'm just going to have to sit back and listen to you guys talk about why Total Devo (laughs) is worse than Smooth. Noodle maps. Well, I want to point out that, like, I this is roughly around the time I got into Devo, Mm. um, 1990. So, really, you know, roughly 1998, like, roughly 1990 is when I got every Devo album, uh, mostly from an older friend of mine who was a big Devo fan. Clearly, otherwise, he wouldn't have had every Devo album. But yeah, this is the only one I had on CD, and uh, so that's probably partially why I got a lot more uh, listens than a lot of uh, than uh, some of the other stuff. But it's not, you know. But I, but I want to point out, it's not like I'm, you know, it's not like I bought Total Devo in 1988 at the age of like 13, being really excited, and then was disappointed, and then when I was 15, 16, getting a smooth noodle map saying, well, I guess this is an improvement. Like, I'm looking at this now and saying Mm -hmm. the songs have a little bit more energy to them. That's pretty much all they have, but it's something. Yeah, I mean, quality-wise, they're not that far apart other than just the the complete lack of energy in Total Devo kind of, (laughs) you know, is, is, you know, and they were... You know, they admit themselves that they were just tired, and that was a that was yeah. a kind of a almost a low point for them. But then, I and part of this could be you know equipment too. You know, they might have just changed. You know, like discovered a new drum sequencer that could make you know. Uh, and his name was David Kendricks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, no, because Dave's on both of them, isn't he? Or was yeah, it Alan? yeah, no, he's on. Yeah. Them. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that that like just the the shift in energy is you know. In my mind, it's just massive between between the two. That it, it's, it's total Devo certainly below a bar that I don't. It, it kind of pains me to listen to. And, and uh, um, no offense, guys, if you're listening, but uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, smooth noodle. Well, I don't think they'd be that offended. It's not like uh, when you, when Devo perform nowadays. There's a ton of total Devo stuff in right, there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I I think this is definitely like a, a rebound. Uh, if we can go. Go back to talking into their arc that the you know Total Diva is kind of the nadir, and then it, it this slowly goes kind of back you know not necessarily to the the heights that it once was, but uh, but you know certainly on on its on a on a trajectory back up somewhat. I would agree. I would say it's a slight tra- it's a trajectory that's just slightly above Total Devo, yeah. but yeah. it is definitely above Total Devo. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. above Total Devo, still below Shout, but it's it's not a you know the the narrative would tend to be like that they kept getting worse you know that would be the traditional storyline that just yeah. kind of could, they were in a, a nosedive but this they just had a misstep and then were kind of recovering somewhat and still not you know not making exactly what I necessarily want to hear but it was you know certainly mm-hmm. more certainly more energetic and more interesting at least to my ears yeah. And again, I, I wasn't listening at the time. This is all in retrospect. Right. Well, to me, I guess that whatever uptick you guys see, I'm not seeing it yet. But maybe this is something that I'll get as we go along. You know, as we get into more and more songs, I'll start to really see the difference between Total Devo and Smooth Noodle Maps. Just for right now, I don't. I just don't see it. Like, they're yeah. both kind of just bad albums to me. 
So uh, we'll see. Well, they're bad albums to everybody. Right. <laughs> I mean, but it, in the same generic sort of like white label, black text says bad album on the cover. You know, like yeah. it's that generically bad. I don't see any difference yet. So we'll see. Maybe, um, maybe that perceptible like distinction will come out for me at some point as we go along. Maybe that'll be my little learning experience. One of my little learning experiences that I'll get as we go forward the next year. <laughs> Well, all that being said, I, this is not my favorite song from Total Diva, from uh, Smooth Middle Maps. Um, I don't, I, I don't think it's my least favorite. I can't uh, um, try to mentally cycling through the other the other tracks in my head, but uh, it's not. You know, it it is fairly um, generic for that. Uh, you know, your your complaint of them just being kind of generic. Uh, you know. Nothing music at the time. <clears throat> it, it, it's, it's a little bit like that. This is, uh, although it, it does have a made like, uh, I, I, I maybe this will lead back into another conversation of, uh, of uh, remember on the, I guess it was on the weekend show we were talking about uh, you know kind of Jerry doing a uh, generic blues man voice, but where where does mm. this yo come from? I don't. Uh, <laughs> like I, I just that that strikes me strikes me as just like what like what what is that I mean and maybe you know hey 1990 yo MTV raps yeah. was in its heyday or something too yeah. so it was like yo was of the finally breaking into the uh, you know the the zeitgeist the common parlance but uh, I, I, I it just seems completely out of place in this and it, make, it makes me a little bit embarrassed yeah I think I blocked it out of my brain because I can't even remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, and I guess the generic part, it really, like, there's nothing about this song, or really, I mean, there's a couple songs in this album, maybe, but, like, there's nothing really about this song that says Devo to me. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's just this weird sort of, like, weird, almost, like, hippie-ish metaphor for, like, hey, let's all get along, people, and we gotta see the big picture. Yeah. Yeah. The big blue marble. Mm, right. Yeah, I keep thinking with it, with like, with this song and with this album, and and also with Total Devo. I keep thinking like, if you didn't know the song was Devo and you just heard it in the background of a movie or something, would you notice it and would you care at all? And then finding out that it's Devo, does your opinion of it go up or down? Like, are you like, mm-hmm. oh, really? That's Devo? Or you're like, oh, Devo? Okay, they're doing something. All right, okay, cool. That's a good question, because my, so my thinking on this song, as I tried to come up with something to say about it, was that it doesn't sound like Devo at all to me, either musically or lyrically. Like, the mm-hmm. lyrics don't really make it. That's not Devo. These aren't Devo lyrics. It's very strange. You're right. Yeah. There's, not, there's not that beautiful world, like, snark, you know, hidden right. in here or anything. It's just strange, like, overly positive perspective perspective or something mm-hmm. but as i was listening to the music I'm, I'm saying like it almost sounds like they're making fun of me of some kind of music it almost <laughs> sounds like they're picking they've picked some sort of uh genre or some sort of band that they've heard that they don't like and they're making fun of that <laughs> so like my only literally my only note about the song is that it, it, it sounds like they're making fun of terrible music mm-hmm. but it's not funny so it's just terrible <laughs> that's all i got <laughs> that's all i could really come up with to say about the song is that unless they were brilliantly riffing on some band and making fun of them in mm-hmm. some way there's no to me this is just bad music well i mean it could be they could be i don't know riffing on it's tough to tell if they're being 
sincere or not with you know because a, a lot of those kind of post-punk you know like uh like bad2 and public image limited and stuff like that those kind of next gen you know like being a little bit more dancey mm-hmm. uh you know iterations of of you know uh, of 77 kind of you know original punk bands uh so maybe they were kind of trying to pull a little bit of that but i I, again i can't tell if it's uh you know sincere or mocking yeah i will say i was listening to a lot of big audio dynamite right around this time so (laughs) um to me that's good i I liked that a lot i don't think i would have heard i'm not sure if i would have heard any of that in this but um yeah you might be right i mean that's i mean it might be a little bit of a reach but i guess you could be right it's just so uninspired. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. But yeah. uninspired with energy. It's, it's the same reason why I like the Phantom Menace the most out of the prequels. Uninspired <laughs> with energy uh, and, and a little tiny bit of fun, I like a lot better than uninspired and, and kind of a downer. Yeah. Energy actually, does make a big difference, like in these songs. Like in. in, in... Like Golden Energy. Yeah. <laughs> Which has a completely different kind of energy. <laughs> um, yeah, if if like like you know, okay, this song here, the big picture, uh, going around the world. I don't quite hate. I'm not trying to you know. I'm not trying to skip ahead to our just you know our, our grades or anything. But I don't quite hate it. Like I think it's it's not my least favorite song in the world or on this record or you know of their later era. But um, and I think part of that is because there is some sort of energy to it. There is some sort of. Uh, um, I really like the part that we're almost there. Like, I like that part a lot, actually. That's like when I think of this song, I go right to that. And uh, I think that part's kind of cool. And it's kind of like there's there's another, like, sub-energy going on in that, like, as that lyric is going. Like, and there's little things like that that I can latch on to in some of these later songs that will, you know, take me from a C to a B or something. Hmm. Yeah, I, I see. Part of me, like they were, again, it's it's not necessarily inspired, but they were at least kind of mixing in some, trying to branch and go in new directions a little bit, and and mixing. Like I said, I think it could be the instrumentation that you know that kind of added the energy, like you know, new drum sequencers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I would like to, I want to create an alternate timeline here where, where total where the song didn't is happen. better. Well, yeah, <laughs> essentially, <laughs> where where total Devo didn't happen kind of go straight to this you know if if they if they're as they said you know they're tired they weren't feeling it whatever if they decided to just all right let's take some time off not do an album not do a tour and then come back and there would be a you know this but with a little bit more oomph to it and then have another album after that Hmm. that would come out in so let's say you know 19 well i guess it would be like 90 or something like that 93 94 so i mean it, it might be too weird because it might be in the middle of the kind of you know post nirvana alt rock thing they might try to mix in too many weird things they might try to be too cool after that but refresh my memory when did uh, total devo come out total devo was 88 88 i think yeah it was 88 yeah. Well, I mean, the problem with that narrative and the problem with Devo's narrative of, oh, we were really exhausted and we were doing Total Devo, is from what? Because right. remember, Shout came out in 84. <laughs> yeah, so exhausted from changing well, labels. They had to move all their stuff from one record company to a different one. Yeah, um, I've read... 
I don't know. I've read stuff about how they were received and how they viewed Enigma from day one that they went there. Apparently, they were under the impression that it was going to be this high-energy uh, IRS label type of place, that that mm-hmm. was like the new IRS or whatever. And when they got there, it was everybody everybody hated working there. And immediately, they got kind of dragged down. I mean, that might be them rationalizing a little bit, but from yeah. you know Mark Mothersbaugh's point of view... That was what happened. As soon as they got to Enigma, they just got zapped mm. immediately by no they had placed, nobody had any enthusiasm about anything there. So I don't know. I don't know if they – it's kind of a weak excuse to say, oh, the record label wasn't enthusiastic. So that made us like less enthusiastic. That seems a little weak and not very Devo-ish. Mm-hmm. But you know, and that's what they, that's, I think that's what they're talking about. And correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't it take like two – didn't they start recording that album in like 86 yeah, something like that. Yeah, it took like an enormous amount of time to do that, an enormous amount of time to do that too. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you would think that uh, for two years you could probably get the kinks out. Yeah, like Ray Davis. Maybe if they would have brought had yes, brought right, the kinks out. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say maybe if they brought the <laughs> then kinks it would have been good. Their album. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we but we're not talking about. <laughs> Uh, but we're not talking about uh, Total Devo. We are talking about Smooth Noodle Maps, exactly. which we will do at least, what, 11 times in this uh, series. But again, yeah, to me, the Enigma era kind of just all falls under the same category. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's totally and, valid. And it's totally fair. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're, not, um, <laughs> you're not wrong. Do any of you guys actually have the album? I don't. I did. And I probably have it somewhere in my house. I just can't find it. And I haven't tried that hard. It's the only studio album I don't have. I've almost bought, because uh, I think it came out on vinyl in the UK, so I've almost bought <laughs> some recently. I've it's almost like $60 on Discogs yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. I, you know, I've, I have the same copy that I've had since I was a teenager, mm-hmm. um, and this is the first time I think I put it on my stereo since I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And just opening up the, you know, opening up the, uh, the, I guess they, they call it the jacket, the CD booklet, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. the fold-out. Liner notes. The liner notes, yeah. Um, it was just like, wow, this is as cheaply produced a series of liner <laughs> notes I could ever imagine. I mean, it's just a lyric sheet on one side, and the other side is, like, uh, you know, the band. But, like, the band are, like, in these computer-generated, like, spheres, and they really look like computer-generated spheres from 1990. Yeah. I think I had a note about that. Um, it was the, yeah, it's the, they're coming out of a circle that is actually a computer simulation of the planet Jupiter. Hmm. And it looks terrible. (laughs) You don't say. Like, like it just does not, I mean, it is not an attractive, like, you could see why this album did not, like, even they had this weird, like, late 80s, uh, like, you know, even though it was 1990, this like late 80s kind of like neon squiggle so- style of like font for the uh, Devo logo. That if you were to look at this album on the face, you might not realize it was Devo. That's true. That could be another yeah. reason why it was their lowest selling <laughs> album because everybody was like, "What? Three sticks? Four lines? What the hell is that?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. uh it's, I don't, we don't want to address it. <laughs> I'm torn because I do. I don't want to address the individual songs as much because they're not as pleasing to my ears. But the the era <laughs> itself is kind of interesting, and I want to dig into like, well, what's going on in their heads right now? 
Yeah, well, I think between the two albums, we have, like, what, 22 tracks? Right, so we'll, we'll have ample time, more than enough time to discuss it. Uh, Hope you're excited, John. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as we've said, Smooth Noodle Map's not on the uh, Spotify. Um, it, there are three other songs that popped up called The Big Picture. Uh, the most popular one is by something called The Big L or Big L. <laughs> Couldn't tell you what. Then okay. uh, Bright Eyes. I've heard of Bright Eyes. They they do some mm-hmm. stuff. They have a song called The Big Picture. And Elton John has a song called The Big Picture. Oh, wow. So huh. that's, that's as close as I get to uh, to uh, the playlist for this. Well, that, um, actually, if you, I looked up uh, The Big Picture on YouTube, hoping I wouldn't have to... Uh, find the look for the cd and uh yeah you can only listen to smooth noodle maps as one complete youtube track <laughs> that's what yeah. i found too yeah that's yeah. weird but the person very kindly like placed the starting points on the screen <laughs> yeah. and have the title of the song all the way through the song so it's very easy to find yeah that was nice of them but i mean even total devo <laughs> you can find the you can find the songs yeah right yeah, again, because I, I think they burn bridges, so this album is kind of forgotten. And mm-hmm. it is in a weird, like, again, you know, because of Enigma was was rapidly folding into nothing, and uh, um, you know that that like it did come out. It is their least selling album, so there's fewer copies of it around, and it didn't come out on vinyl here, I don't think at all. And it was probably mm-hmm. like most people who bought it was it was probably on cassette. And so it's 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 going to be kind of consistently lost in this weird limbo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but where do where do we how do we rank it in that limbo? <laughs> What's our limbo score? I'll just quickly get it out of the way. It's a D minus for me. I don't want to go as far as F. I don't dislike it as much as uh, Are You Ready? Which, right. listeners, if you want to hear how much I disliked Are You Ready? Please come over to our Patreon page and subscribe. <laughs> but it's pretty bad. And, I, and you know, I, man, I mean, I was tempted to give it an F, but I'm not going to do that. A D minus is, is low enough for this one. Hmm. All right. I... I, I'm looking at the score that I wrote down. I wrote down a B minus, but I'm wondering wow. where I came up with that. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't, we're all uh, wondering where you came. Up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. As as I'm talking, I'm just gonna go over here and put the cursor right there, and I gotta go back back. And I'm just gonna. You know what? I don't hate it. I still don't hate it. I like. I. I I'll just give it a C. I'm giving it a C. Because it's uh It's it, there are parts of it that I kind of. There's like. Again, like with this later era, you're, you're you're looking for any spark that you can kind of latch onto, and this song has a couple of sparks that I can latch onto. Although, like I said, that almost their part, and uh, I don't know, I'm grasping at straws, and I and I come up with a C. This album literally has a spark. It's got it's got Dave Kendrick. It does, exactly, that's true. It goes a long way. Um, yeah, I'm in the same boat. Uh, so as long as it floats. So as long as it floats. Oh, boy. I, I don't hate it, but it's it's not really much to latch on to. There's not much to love about it either. So I think I'm also going to go with a with a flat C, um, because yeah, I, I don't you know again. I'd rather 
listen to this than Total Devo, but neither one is, is you know, none of my favorite Devo tracks are in here. And it, it's mm. kind of a curiosity to me, like when they come, like like we said, if you throw it all into a pot and hit shuffle, then, um, you know, when Total Devo songs come on, I tend to skip them and be like, ugh. And when these come on, I'm like, what is this again? Oh, yeah. I, 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 I remember this. And so yeah. maybe just from, from absence of familiarity, uh, it, it gets a little bit of gravy, but mm. uh, yeah, mm. I'll just go up the flat C. I'm a D plus man. <laughs> it's just like, it's not the worst song I've ever heard. It's not the worst Devo song I ever heard. It's, a, you know, has a bit more energy than uh, a lot of the Total Diva stuff. Certainly the Total Diva stuff we've heard so far. But it just, it's so uninspired. There's just so mm-hmm. nothing to it. It could be any generic band that would be at the back half of 120 minutes. Right. <laughs> This makes me feel like I'm uh, I'm 15 and tired. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, so that's yeah. None of us love this, but it's somewhere in there. So, yeah. uh, what do you say we uh, we wrap that one up? Um, what about uh, oh, this will Thursday? We're coming back Thursday. I think there's a song that that I, I don't want to spoil it. I think we'll feel better about. We're coming back Thursday for Blockhead. Um, you just spoiled it. No, oh, I think <laughs> I think I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Um, but uh, yeah. So uh, in the meantime, follow us on Twitter, etc. We're ABC Devo. ABCDevo.com is where we link to everything. And uh, we'll come back and see you here on Thursday on a brand new episode of ABC Devo. Yeah, yeah, everybody. everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yeah, we really had to work out. We're gonna really get to work on our outro. <laughs> no, we don't. No, that's fine. <laughs>